our favorite film critic in the whole wide world, Reggie the Real Critic Ponder. He is here to talk about box office numbers, and we're going to get into the Chicago International Film Festival. SIF. Hey, Reggie. What's hey, up? Hey, in the house. In the house. You know, I, I'm so happy today. C- did you, did, she's right over did there. you see that? Did you she's see? Right I mean, she's right in there. the studio. She is in the studio. Now, now I, I'm, I'm a little bit upset, not at her, okay. but that I miss her set today. So, wow. so I didn't. You know, I'm always like, oh man, this move, this the, music the is time is shift. Popping. There's a whole thing. So, so was was there a good song? There were two I good should, songs. Uh, there were two good songs. Tell me, what was it, Sandy? Yeah. What was it? It was a new song from Avionica. It's a Bolivian pop. Yeah, Latin Bolivian. rock. And then Las Cruces, the second song that we ended with, and they are from California, and they do the Brit pop influenced uh, stuff. I could hear that. Rock. I could hear that. Yeah, you liked it. Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah, I was I was right. grooving to that a little bit. Yeah. So they're going to be in town this week, and that's why I wanted to share their new single. And we premiered it here on yeah, Book Club. Oh man, Premier. see, see, see. I don't need. I, I'm I'm talking about stuff, and but Sandy's be killing it, man. Yeah, You're both great. You're both She's great. Be killing it. So Stop what we fighting, what, mom and dad. All right, fine, fine, fine. What what are we talking about? today we talking box office let's get to the box office uh people uh, just throwing money at the cinema and especially one movie in particular so ha, 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 it's not a joke <laughs> it is not a joke but it is the joker and the joker made it to number one again again second week in a row second week out did another 56 million dollars at the box okay, that's, office that's absurd this, this movie <laughs> uh of since last weekend i mean last weekend was at a hundred and and ninety three million dollars domestically yeah. but it's already passed uh two hundred a million it's yeah. at 213 right now and now. then from an international perspective this is where the, mo- the, the money comes from mm-hmm. it's almost at 400 million dollars already so this movie in two weeks 606 million dollars in two weeks it's uh, an, an undoubtedly going to get uh, Joaquin Phoenix some acting nominations from many of the awards so I'm looking forward to screener season so I can watch the Joker at my house. <laughs> yeah, so so when you do that, Jill, yes. I, I, I want you to turn out all the lights. Turn them all off. I want you to put it on the biggest TV that you have in the house you because it. it is a cinematic experience to, to watch this one. And um, Joaquin, OMG. He's, he's like, he's method, right? Like, he really does the thing. Like You he, don't mean method man because you no, just, no. okay. M-E-T-H-O-D <laughs> actor. Because you just talking about Wu-Tang. I did. So I was just... but yeah, no, he like, he lives the role and there's a really interesting conversation going online that I, I'm curious to get your uh, opinion about uh, how, uh, you know, we, race gets pulled into everything when a, a white actor like Joaquin Phoenix or Jared Leto decides to go method and they, you know, mistreat their co-workers or just people in the world because their character's a jerk. They're afforded this freedom to do something like that. Whereas if a woman or a black actor were to try the same shenanigans, they get blacklisted and called names like, oh, they're so difficult to work with. Uh, yeah. They're just, you know, out of pocket. So is there something to the to the argument that says that this is uh, a method a method of acting that is only afforded to a certain kind of actor. 
Well, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't I don't know if I can go th- that deep to say that. But what I what I can say is that one of the things in, uh, p- for uh, Latino and African-American actors are what roles are afforded to them. Mm-hmm. So what I can say is that those roles are few and far between to be able to have some meaty roles like this, to be able to uh, some of this is uh, improvised. He talks about how he and the director really talked. Uh, talked about what they could do and and actually try to stretch the limits of the character. Mm -hmm. And you'll hear many of uh, our our, our brown and black actors saying, we're looking for those type of roles. And so it's really interesting because uh, I'm I'm a, do a just parallel you talked a little earlier about uh, the women in in space Space today and and what they said was that um, it's normal but it's also historic Mm -hmm. what African-American and Latino actors want is they want it to be normal normal to be able to have those kind of roles and then we can probably get to the point to talk about well is one treated a little bit different if they go off or whatever because they're so few and far between you do have these prima donna actors on uh, of racially across the board mm-hmm. but I, you know I, I just can't really speak to that uh, f- fully just because the, the role is kind of Im- imbalanced if you will yeah uh, movies and social justice go so well together, uh, but sometimes you just want to go to the movies right. to have a good old time and with the uh, family. With the family, uh, this family does what they want to do, says what they want to say, play how they want to play. It's the Adams family. It's the, it's the <laughs> Adams family. Shout out to Hammer. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. I, I got a, I got a snap. <laughs> it, two snaps. Uh, is a museum where people come to see them, and people came to see them at the box at the uh, the movies. They, this they, week they too. definitely came. To see him at the box office. This cost um, this. Uh, they made thirty million dollars at the box office. We really don't know how much this one costs to make. I suspect that it costs more than the thirty million. Mm-hmm. So we would really need to see uh, again what what is this film doing uh, overseas? And right now it it is not overseas. They have not really played it overseas. That. And I'm I'm wondering is there a market for this? Does the is the Adams family an international phenomenon or is right. it a very purely American? Right. Is this tradition? is is this an American thing? And people are like eh. You know, like like who wanted to go see Downton Abbey? Nobody, right? Downton Me. Abbey. Oh no! Oh, <laughs> Downton Abbey update. I've started watching Downton Abbey, and and I yes. hate how much I already care about these rich <laughs> white people, <laughs> and the poor ones too. Yes. Why didn't anybody just tell me it was upstairs, downstairs from like old oh, school yeah. PBS? Because <laughs> they do, they do have that one there. I love it. It's so good so far. So now I'm I'm in. Now I'm into the Downton Abbey. Sorry, see? Reggie. You see? <laughs> um, we. I, I'm a huge Adams Family fan. Like, I'll sit down and watch, like, five episodes of the old show in a row, especially this time of year. Like, okay. who I, doesn't I, love I, a Halloween gothy kind of feel? Okay, so, so, so now the question is, will people go watch Will Smith? So yeah, we asked he, this question it's, it's, it's new. He, he's Gemini Man, and he brings himself and himself yeah. to the theater. <laughs> and this one only made... Twenty million dollars. This is very scary because this movie cost a hundred and thirty-eight million dollars. I think what happened is that he paid his older self a hundred, and he paid his younger self thirty-eight. <laughs> you got to earn this, young <laughs> man. <laughs> so, so he's like, look, once you get a little bit better, then you can get close to my feet. So, but a hundred and thirty-eight million. Now you know that that's probably a lot of technical stuff there, yeah. as they try to make that that CGI look good. But I, I will tell you, it's not flawless. It, it is it it. it 
It's not. It, no, the the CGI is not flawless, oh, and flawless. and 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 that's somewhat problematic in this film. So we already know that if this film only made twenty million dollars at the box office, it'll drop at least fifty percent. So that means that it'll only make about ten million the next week. So in the United States, this movie will not do well. So mm. da da da. Mm. I'm gonna do. Snap, snap. Do we do we get um what what happens internationally? What happens? Only forty five million dollars internationally. Ooh, so where's that Chrissy Teigen cringing meme? This yeah. is gonna this is gonna be really really tough. This seems like this is gonna be a write off for the studio yeah. because it looks so cheesy. Yeah, this this look. I I I didn't think it was the 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 the, the best movie, but I actually didn't think it was the worst sure. movie. They it it was it was okay. The CGI made rendered it where. It is, you know, Mm -hmm. because they had some good fight scenes. Uh, Will Smith was good in uh, good in his role. But you need a better script and you need some better uh, CGI for this one. So so unfortunately, that's where that is. Uh, We'll we'll uh, go through a couple more real quick. Um, uh, We talked about Downton Abbey. Downton Abbey. Some crumpets. Could you say that? Could you say that for me? again? Downton Abbey. Who's coming? Oh, the queen is coming. <laughs> <laughs> the queen is absolutely coming. This this movie did another $5 million, $82 million here. I, I, I did not look, Jill, to see how well this did in... Um, in uh, the in Great Britain, right? Yeah, I'm and uh, actually, I'm going to do that while we talk. But in, internationally, it's made another seventy million dollars. Wow. And then when you look at, um, I, I'm looking, and did they did they have it? United there? Kingdom, there it is, down there at the bottom. How much? Uh, six point two. Six point two. So so it did a, it did thirty one million. Yeah, and, and, and it's opening weekend. Oh, total gross as of ten thirteen thirty one. Uh, point three. Right. So, so not not bad. No. Not, not not bad. I mean, yeah. it did. A, a I wonder if the actual like the queen has seen it. I wonder what the queen thinks. Yeah, I I I, I, I wonder as well. And then um, there's really nothing else uh, that I, I. You always want to talk about hustlers because it's, it's just <laughs> it's just chugging on. You yeah, know, it's chugging that. along. Um, did another did another uh, four million dollars, and it's almost at a hundred million dollars, and it only costs twenty millions to make. You know what? We're gonna get a hustlers too. I'm a hustler, baby. Oh, I love that song. <laughs> 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 now, now, the last one I want to talk about is the one that dropped out of the the top ten and is number eleven, and it should. I'm glad it got the word last in it. <laughs> Which one? Which one? Which one am I talking about? Jill? Rambo. I'm glad it's Aww. Last Blood because it needs to be. It needs to be the last one. <laughs> it made another, you know, 1.5 million dollars. It cost 50 million to make. It made 42 here in 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 the states. And so, of course, the the question is, is it doing anything overseas? It made another 24 million overseas. This movie really didn't do that well. But at least it wasn't 138 million dollars. That's true. Yeah. At least, at least it wasn't 138. <laughs> is it better than that one? Is it better than the? You know, I nah nah nah. <laughs> okay. I you know. Uh, we we got Arnold coming back for another Terminator, and I think he, Arnold and and Sylvester uh, they 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 might. Huh, 
I know Arnold probably needs to recoup some money after the governorship, <laughs> but uh, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I think the Terminator franchise is, is probably a stronger franchise than Rambo. Yeah. And than it's always Rambo. got a good story. So, There's time right. travel. It's a whole so, thing. So people will go. We'll we'll go see that, and I'll probably I'll probably like it because I actually like the franchise overall. Oh, yeah. But you do say when you get to these aging actors trying to do the action stuff, uh, is it? It does it still work? Yeah, I, that's why I think I enjoy the concept of the Expendables so much because it's self-aware yes. and yes. they're just like, listen, what else are we gonna do? <laughs> it, 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 it is, and uh, I just want to tell you anything thing with Helen Mirren for me. Uh, I, 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 Helen, she's, I'm in love. She's the queen. Wow. She's coming to Downton Abbey. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yes, <laughs> that would be the queen is coming. Yeah, just the queen. Helen Mirren and like three drag queens. That, that's, Ooh, that's I'd watch the, that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the film fest is well, how many years now? It's it's gotta be like double nickels. Oh my goodness! Fifty the fifty fifth annual. Um, it has over a hundred and fifty films, um, and there's something for everyone. Yeah. I. I, I can't even stress enough for people who are interested in film and different film. Mm-hmm. You need to come out to the film festival, and it runs through the twenty seventh, and it's at the AMC River East um, uh, theaters. And there's so much. And actually, they have a couple of things at like the Museum of Contemporary Art and a few other, uh, f- a couple other venues. But overall, this is a fantastic uh, lineup of films. Let's uh, talk about Mimi Plouch. Who is, who is Mimi when she's at home? So she's the uh, artistic director, and uh, she'll talk a little bit about how many films they they had to watch to get to this, like, 160 or so <laughs> films. I can't, um, like, yeah, I guess I never thought about that. Like, this is after an extensive screening process. Right, to, to curate all these things is, is absolutely amazing. So we got a chance to talk to her on the red carpet at the Motherless Brooklyn uh, red carpet event, and here she is. We looked at almost 6,000 films over the, starting in January. Um, we see films that are submitted to us uh, blindly, which we love. Unexpected films, new filmmakers, new voices. We also travel a bit to other festivals to see films in different parts of the world, and we have a whole network across the country here in Chicago and around the world of people who recommend films and send them our way as well. So, so, I, so I talked to one of your jury members who said that it was a tough. It was tough looking at all these films and really trying to cull them down. What's the criteria for kind of getting them down? I, we have a lot of categories, but what's the criteria for getting them down to that? Yeah, I mean, I think part of it is we have to be moved by the film in some way. So there isn't one single type of film or one single criteria. We're looking for a diversity of filmmaking styles and storytelling and films from different places in the world. We're also looking for a lot of new voices. We love discovering new filmmakers and presenting them to audiences and really providing a platform for them to get their work out in the world. But it could be something about the aesthetic of the film, the way it looks. It could be the storytelling. But, you know, we look at so much film that there has to be something unique that just really catches you. That's Mimi Plausch on the red carpet for Motherless Brooklyn at the Chicago International Film Festival. Reggie Ponder, what was the, the mood like on that red carpet? Well, they I, I I started the interview with Mimi saying, I'm excited. I don't know if you're excited. She <laughs> she looked at me and said, Yes, we are really excited. And I was I would suspect so. If you looked at if you looked at over six 
thousand, <laughs> six thousand films. Oh, You're probably so happy the baby, <laughs> the baby is born. I know. Get the, out of the, the nest. The, 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 look, and we're and we're doing uh, we're we're doing the Meghan Markle thing. We're gonna show the baby. Hey, here's the baby. Here's some <laughs> Come pictures. Look at the baby. Look at the baby. So uh, <laughs> they were very excited, and there was a lot of excitement. Um, actually, a lot of excitement around. Um, uh, the film uh, Motherless Brooklyn, and I said we would probably do Jennifer Reeder, but since we're talking about Motherless Brooklyn, we got a chance to talk to Gigi Prisker, who's one of the producers, and she's been in this business for some time. Yes, she has. And um, I talked to her a little bit about how she chooses her films, and here she is. We're here at the Chicago International Film Festival. You've been in this business for a while, and what makes you choose a film from a producer's perspective? For us, it's really about the creator, um, who's written it, who's in it, who's directing it. Putting that team together is critical for us. And the story. For us, it really starts with story. And so you were really excited about this story. Talk a little bit about working with him and the story. Working with Edward was unbelievable. I mean, first of all, you got to respect somebody who says, I need strong producers because I am writing, directing, and starring in the movie. And I need people to objectively help me through this process. So I respect that immensely. And he was true to his word. He really um, was collaborative. It was exhausting for him um, doing all the work that he did on this movie. But I think and hope that when people see it, they'll realize he did an extraordinary job. That was Gigi Pritzker on the Chicago International Film Festival red carpet. She's a producer. And, I, you know, that's one of my, my things. If I had Pritzker money... Uh, yeah. What would I invest in? Yeah. And I think the arts would probably win out. That 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 makes a lot of sense. And um, when she talked about uh, Edward Norton and and the work that he put into this film, she was like, "Look, this guy put it all in. I, I love mean, Ed Norton. just and, and to you know to write, direct. I mean, just to do all the things that enact uh, in here." Um, I, I can't wait to see it. I have not seen it. I think I see this next week. So um, A Motherless Brooklyn, a uh, very, very interesting film. And, and, and this wasn't a hard, uh, easy character for him to play either. So uh, it's going to be a good one to look at. The, the last one is uh, <clears throat> I, I spoke to Jennifer Reeder, and she is a, uh, actually a Chicago legend. Um, and she has a film out called uh, Dur- uh, she's the director of A Knives in Skin. Ooh. And uh, I'll talk about... I read the about... synopsis of it. Sounds kind of scary. It sounds kind of scary. And it was shot here in Chicago. So I got a chance to talk to her. Not a lot about her film, but a, 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 some about the festival and then a little bit about the film. Reggie Ponder, The Real Critic. I'm here with Jennifer Reeder. Jennifer, you're on the jury. Yes. I know you have a movie out. I'll ask you a question about that in a minute. But over 150 films in this festival. This is the 55th year. Talk about the festival. What sets this festival apart from, um, you know, the festivals not only that are taking place like in you know the other cities on the on either coast um but but cities you know outside of the u.s as well i think that chicago um you know chicago as a city itself has we know we we know who we are right we have like a real specific identity um we've made a decision to sort of to to be here and not any place else and so i think that a festival like this that has an opportunity to present to present itself in the form of all of those films that sorry all those films that are being selected um, it's really saying, like, 
uh, again, like we have an identity, and these are the these are the films that reflect, you know, um, what we think filmmaking is right now. And, and you know, you're so passionate about it. You're like, look, we have an identity. Yeah. And, and so, talking a little bit about that identity is that from an international perspective, you guys really have a lot of international films yeah. here. Yeah. No, it's really true, and I also think that that's really important to recognize that that the the films in the international competition this year are truly international, and I think that that is a real testament to to Mimi and to Anthony and the entire programming team. I mean, the whole festival team that really looks at all the films that come in for consideration, and they choose. They, you know, there's 16 films in the international competition that really will take an audience, you know, around the world and back. You know, and I think that that's a real testament to the programming committee to, to do the work and to say that there are stories, there's so many stories to tell, you know, and um, and to bring the world back to, 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 this, to this Chicago audience. So talking about Chicago, at least the Chicago area, your film, yeah. talk just a little bit about your film. So my film is called Knives and Skin. It's gonna screen this um, Friday and Saturday. We shot it in and around Chicago with an entirely Chicago-based crew, a, a totally Chicago-based cast. Um, I mean, it's supposed to take place generally in the Midwest, so it's not supposed to take place necessarily in Chicago, but it is a Chicago film, so come out and see it. Thank you so much. Really appreciate yeah, it. You're welcome. That was Reggie, the real critic Ponder's conversation with uh, the director of Knives and Skin, a psychological thriller filmed in and around Chicago. Uh, her name is uh, Jennifer Reeder, and I'm looking forward to this movie, Reggie. So this one, uh, she says it screens Friday, so I'm going to mention a few of the films that people might want to go off and see at the uh, Chicago International Film Festival. Mm -hmm. So when we talk about Knives and Skins uh, today at 9 o'clock, uh, PM yep. uh, and then tomorrow at 9:45 and uh, people have been calling this like a mystical twin peekian kind of uh, okay. a teen noir you know and yeah. and it's a uh, I, I, I can't wait to see this one either. I have I have not seen it, but I, I can't wait to go go see this as well. I also want to mention that today uh, there's a lot of good movies coming out this weekend. So th these are the ones I'm talking about now. Uh, Clemency, which is really uh, starring Alfre Woodard. It uh, you can see this today at. 8:45. Now I know that messes you up a little bit because <laughs> if you want to go see Knives and Skin, uh, then you have to uh, you have uh. to make a decision. And then you can also see Clemency on Saturday at 7:45. Now this is really about uh, Alfred Woodard is, it plays a warden, and a and there's this botched uh, death penalty. Uh, they're, they're trying to put somebody to, to death and, okay. and they kind of botch it a little bit and not a little bit a lot of it and and <laughs> it plays it, 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 it actually that. plays it actually plays with her mind and she's trying to grapple with her job and and it really shows how it impacts the family and everybody who's involved with the people who who do this execution and uh, it's gripping it is really good and I want to say it, it's a it's a quiet little loud film mm. And what I mean by that is, it, 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 there's a lot of silence in the film. They use uh, looks and and body language mm. to convey a lot of the emotion, even though they talk throughout the film. But there's a lot of of that that real uh, communication that happens. Uh, um, unsaid in, in, in a way. So it's, it's a really good film. I, I, I really liked it. Also, to see this Friday is Ford versus Ferrari. Oh. Yay. Yay. But guess what? What? 
It's at 8.15. Everything's so, happening so, at the same time. So, so it's a tough one. But you got uh, Matt Damon and, and Christian Bell, and they star in this movie, Ford vs. Ferrari. And what they really are doing is trying to, Ford is trying to build a car that's going to challenge the Ferrari uh, kingdom. Yeah. And and, and uh, I, I can't wait to see that one either. Uh, this It's this Friday. I, will, I mean, tonight, so I will not be seeing that because there are way too many. I think there's a red carpet and I have to be on that do do that thing. And then uh, also I want to mention Hala. I'm actually interviewing the director today and this oh, is yeah. a really interesting um, a really interesting film and I'm so glad to see this one from a diversity perspective because Hala is this uh, uh, she's raised in a conservative Muslim household and it really is uh, her teenage coming of age story trying mm. to reconcile with being a Muslim in, in secular society trying to she's not supposed to like boys you know they, they're supposed to be arranged marriages all this other type of stuff and she's trying to figure out how does she fit in into, in the world and how does she stay connected to her heritage but also uh, participate in the world in a new in a new day yeah. I, it's not your mother's Muslim if you if you will yeah. so uh, it's it's she uh, this is really good I, I, I like this one a lot uh, so it plays uh, um, tonight at 545 so you can go see that yes and then you can also <laughs> see it on Sunday at 3 o'clock. And then uh, the last thing for the Chicago International Film Festival is there's a Black Perspective tribute uh, tonight at 8.15. So if you go do that, you Bam. can't see Ford versus <laughs> Ferrari. You can't see Clemency. <laughs> you can't see Knives and Skin. There's a lot happening yeah, Friday. But, but there's but something for everybody, like you said. There, there's something for everybody. But also that's why that most of these films have another date in which you can go see them. So hopefully you can mix and match and go see it. It's the Chicago International Film Festival. It is in full swing, and I hope people go out and check it out. And the film festival runs through the 27th of this month, so you have plenty of time to go see all the movies you want and then still work on your Halloween costume. You can visit chicagofilmfestival.com uh, for more on that schedule, ticket information, and the whole lineup. Reggie Ponder, thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, I know you got to get out here because you have to go to the no, screen. No, but I right got to tell you about Zombieland before I leave. <gasps> oh yeah, please I got, do. I got got to talk to talk a little bit about Zombieland with my boyfriend Woody Harrelson. <laughs> so I love him so much. <laughs> so it, it's taken a while. This this is this is Zombieland double double tap. Everybody's been waiting on it, and it's it's taken a while for it to come out. And I want to tell you. The people in this movie, you know, is Woody, your 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 guy. Yeah. You got Jesse Eisenberg, you got Emma Stone, Abigail Breslin, you got Rosario Dawson, and Zoli Deutsch. And um, I didn't want to go see this. Are you not a zombie movie guy? No, I'm scared of everything. I tell you that all the time. <laughs> is that I, you know. Uh, 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 Sandy T was like, "Oh, Reggie, you so dark." No, I'm scared of the dark. <laughs> I'm like, "Turn the lights on! Turn the lights on! Please turn oh. the lights on!" And um, I, I didn't. It, this is so good. It looks really fun. They do a great job with this film. They don't take themselves too seriously. Mm. They make sure that there's so much humor 
in, in this movie. They make so many cultural references. And the the gore, if you like this kind of gore, mm-hmm. this you're going to love this. I mean, ju- just some of the things that happen in this in this film are um, I, I, I don't even want to give 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 it away. Yeah. Um, but some of the things that happen in this film from um, how Rosario Dawson ends up in the crew, uh, how how some of the people might seem like they're infected and what happens there. And, and you know, once you're infected, you got you got to kill them. Uh, what kind of vehicles they're driving. Uh, Woody Harrelson is hilarious because he doesn't want to ride a minivan. He wants to ride this, you know, this souped up <laughs> uh, uh, machine gun carrying car. And but he's relegated to a minivan at some, at one point in this whole thing. Um, and then it, it, it really talks a lot about also about, you know, violence versus nonviolence, love versus, you know, killing these 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 uh, creatures i like everything about this one i'm giving this one three and a half oh, it is wow. it is it is not my kind of movie so i would i would not say hey jill let's go see zombie land but since i had to see it they did this right all the way across yes. um when i look at my my fellow critics on um on on rotten tomatoes it, it's it's fresh at sixty nine percent, but when I look at the the people who went to see it, the audience ninety five percent of the audience love this movie. Well, so the people that. who like zombies and this kind of movie, you're going to like this. They do something really interesting in the beginning of the film, and one of the things is, is that they define the different types of zombies. So all zombies are not created equal, <laughs> and it is so hilarious, you know. So. Uh, and they make some references, by the way, to, to, to Terminator in, in this one. Uh, I, I think you're going to like the characters. I think you're going to like the chemistry. I think you're going to like the acting. I think it's going to be a fun movie. Yeah, and it's and it's released at the right time. Yeah. This is the absolute right time to release this film. Uh, I think everybody, instead of going to spooky houses, are going to go see Zombieland Double Tap. Yeah, I love zombie movies. First and Woody all. Harrelson. And Woody Harrelson. He's, he's, he's so good. He's been a love of mine he's for so, so long. He's amazing. He's so good in and, and yes. this and Rosario Dawson, I, I I don't even understand this whole thing with Cory Booker. But it, <laughs> anyway, it's hurting me. It's hurting me. I, and maybe maybe I do need to go to Zombie Lands just so I can meet her. Cause oh, uh, now this this is a good one. I, I recommend that people go nice. check this one out. Awesome. Three and a half reels from the real critic. Yeah. Where can people find you online, Mr. Ponder? Yes, you can find me online at reggieponder.com. I'm actually going to have more of those interviews and stuff there, so you can follow me there you can also follow me on as the real critic on twitter and then on facebook at reggie the real critic